Mike. Uh, welcome to our 13th episode of Fishing Without Bait. Lucky 13! Oh! Yes, and for those of you who are superstitious or participating, we're going to be coming up on Halloween season soon. Yes, it is the beginning of October as you're hearing this. So let's uh, make this 13th episode memorable for everyone out there, all of our listeners. I hope it's an episode on fear again. <laughs> so the idea here is that by now I'm hoping that our listeners are getting a little bit of conception about what fishing without bait is all about. So, and once again, I'm going to ask you, Mike, how was your perception or conception or perception of fishing without bait? Well, what is it for you today? Uh, for me today, it is, uh, again, taking notice. Um, as I, at this point, I am working on my expectation and um and as you're especially doing business you have expectations of other people and how they do business and you're wondering why they won't they just do the thing that helps me do my job better and that's and then you just step back and say it's okay you know they have their stuff going on they have different perceptions and uh and uh and helping to manage that a little more and it's definitely helping to keep things uh, a little more in perspective and keep myself a little more less stressed as I do more and more business type things. <laughs> so you have you have goals and ambitions, right? Right, right, right. So it, so my 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 battle had always been I'll live your life without expectations. And to me, it's like, well, if I don't have any expectations, how am I going to evolve? And then we've talked about a lot of what that evolution can mean that that learning the. Uh, comfort zone and, and everything as, as we've gone through these episodes. Well, it's wonderful to have goals and ambitions. However, it's when we set definitive, definitive expectations of ourselves and many times unrealistic goals and expectations, right. unrealistic ones. Right. And, and I think um, one part of it is, you know, there's unrealistic and then there's ones you think should be realistic and again kind of reassessing you know people have a life plan and they say well i have to do this by the time i'm 30 and everything and it didn't work out quite that way and you have to readjust a little bit so many people and many books are written in fact uh, philosophers for thousands of years have made careers out of searching for the meaning of life have they not Right, right. It's really good to come up with a bunch of answers for a thing that we don't have the answer to. Absolutely. So if we're searching for something, what does that mean, Mike? If we're searching for something. If you're searching for your keys, what, what does that tell me? I've lost my keys, as happens. Absolutely. So when we're searching for something, we either have lost it or perhaps we have never had it to begin with. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about a lot of folks, and this certainly can lead to uh, depression. This can lead to angst. This can lead to, why can't I get that thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, people are searching for the meaning of life, Mike. Are they participating in it? No, no, no. They're, they're searching for the answer instead of participating in the right now. Wow, I'm starting to sound like you a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. So what we're, we're, what we're talking about is when we're searching, we're not participating in our life. Right. We're bypassing everything that's going on. I'm searching for my keys. Don't bother me. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. I, 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 I don't see that the beautiful smile of that child. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not participating. So the idea here is that uh, in the Middle East, there's a there's a there's a character that are often 
told about the, the uh, stories that the, this person has participated in his life. And this person's name was uh, Mula uh, Nasruddin. Mula Nasruddin. Mula Nasruddin. And an often story is told that this person was searching. Mula was searching for something, and a person comes up and says, "What do you? What do you? What do you lose? Lost?" He said, "Well, I lost this. I lost the personal possession." He said, "Where did you lose it?" And he said, "I lost it. I lost it two streets over." And he, then the person says, "Well, why are you searching here?" And he said, "He said because the light's better here." The light is better here. I can see better. So sometimes that's the way we go through life, Mike. We don't go into those, those those darker places and create our own light. We go we take the easier, softer way and go where there's light, where there's really and truly nothing to be found. Hmm. When we're when we're not participating, where the thing that perhaps we are looking for, our eyes can't see because it's dark. Okay. And we look for the light and illumination that others other sight sounds images uh, shine. We 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 follow. Uh, is this maybe maybe one way I'm translating this in my head? Um, that's what that faraway look was of me kind of applying this in my head to situations. Uh, but uh, like I, I see a little bit of you know when I'm looking for that thing, I'm looking for chasing the person that's done a similar thing, right? Absolutely. So now I'm following that path. Or trying to learn from that path and not looking at my own opportunities in front of me that could lead me to some or even better things. Absolutely. And what we're talking about is sometimes with, when we're doing this searching, that means that we're not, we're not satisfied with what we have. We're not grateful for what's right in front of us. We don't practice, we don't practice gratitude. So quite often when we're not practicing gratitude for what's around us, we're often living in a life of jealousy and envy, and we're allowing we're allowing others to to influence us. If only, right. if only I drank this certain beverage, if only I used this antiperspirant, if only I was able to drive this particular type of car, then then my life would have meaning. So how often, Mike, do we attach meaning to our life by materialism? All the time. All the time. Um, for me, uh, oh, geez, if I just get that new computer, I'll, I'll be able to get all the work. And then mm -hmm. you get the computer and it uh, didn't get you where you needed to be. So we talked about impulsives. And then again, that is that is doing our searching where the light is. Right. Okay. When our life is somewhere else, our life is right in front of us and participating, but we choose we choose not to see it as it takes a little work. It takes a little work to participate in our life, and we're and we're we're a little lazy people, are we not? <laughs> I just went through a drive-through for a convenience store today, and 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 I felt like the most laziest person ever. Uh, after she had to walk the entire way across the store to get a drink for me that I ordered through the drive-through, it felt like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so our idea, our idea here is when we go through our lives. Uh, do you ever think about a gratitude ratio? No. Do you ever think of your life as, as having a scale and weighing your weighing your negative thoughts and your uh, those type of envious thoughts or jealous thoughts or ego driven thoughts rather than the the say the, the positive aspects of your life, the things that you're grateful for? I more think of a karma scale 
But now I'm going to think of it that way. Thanks for putting that in my head, Jim. <laughs> so what, 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 what we're talking about is a, is a grateful ratio. Right. Okay. About what we're grateful for. So when we put the negative and the positive aspects of our life on the scale, mm-hmm. and sometimes, and again, we talk about, well, karma happens, life happens. However, when we're thinking about that, then we're not participating in our life, are we? Right, because we're kind of, I want to say making excuses. It is making excuses, isn't it? We're like, we're, we're saying, well, it happened because of this. Absolutely. And it was out of my hands. Absolutely. And I'm, it's not happening because something I participated in. Mm-hmm. It's always, uh, 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 oh, they won't let me succeed. It's, it's, like, an, it's an excuse. It is. It is. Good. So how often do we make excuses in our life? So what what can gratitude do? We're just going to start a beginning series, and we have kind of flip-flop around here, but tonight we're going to talk a little bit about gratitude, as I've had a, I had a personal life experience again yesterday that showed me a little bit about what true, what true gratitude is and what being in the moment is. So what, what are some of one of the benefits of gratitude is increased energy levels. So when you're searching or when you're envious uh, or you're sad or you're depressed, how, how is your energy level, Mike? Low. Absolutely. Low. I'm trying to get that energy. I'm trying to fight. I'm taking that extra cup of coffee to try to get to the work I need to do. Sure. Or the life things I need to do. When you're on the internet and you see all these doodads and these fancy things, or let's say you walk down the street and you're looking in the windows and you're seeing all the merchandise that is for sale. You're looking at the people in the cars. You're looking at, at, at all these, all these sight sounds and images that keep flowing past us. Well, it is a, it's kind of a, a way of our life these days because it's our TV trying to tell, uh, sell us things and it really kind of feeds on that. Absolutely. So, uh, yesterday I was out with, uh, my family and I happen to have a little granddaughter. Okay. And, so there I was, and I was walking around, and uh, it was it was hot, and I was starting to think to myself, "Oh my gosh, it's hot and everything." And this this little girl come up to me and is walking beside me, and she's going to be two years old soon. And Mike, she reached up and she took my hand, so I could walk with her. And I looked down at her, and I and I saw it, and then I was in that moment, Mike. I was in that moment. That little girl looked up at me and took my hand and wanted to walk with me. That is gratitude beyond imagination. That's joy that transcends to another level. Is there is there an automobile that could have given me that joy? No. Is there a diamond ring that could have given me that joy? Nor a Batman ring. Nor a Batman ring, nor a Superman ring, nor a Green Lantern ring. There's nothing, there's nothing in life. And this is when we're not, when we're not participating in life, when we're searching. If I was searching for something, if I was looking at windows, if I was thinking about why I don't have something, I would have never even seen, I would have never saw her reaching up her hand to hold mine. Those are, those are the type of moments. That's, that's what I'm talking about, true gratitude. And gratitude, Mike, is something that we go forward. If you were grateful for something and that gratitude in your life didn't go forward to other people, places, things, circumstances, and events, what type of a person would you be? Very, very introverted, I guess. Very selfish and self-centered. Yeah. So let's say that uh, 
your in your village there was a plague okay and you you came down with it and i was happened to be passing through and you came up to me and sir can you help me i'm very ill i said i looked at you and i said well yes i can help you here and i gave you the ingredients for the cure for this this plague would you be grateful to me yes absolutely so the idea is if you kept that to yourself if you kept that gratitude to yourself certainly you'd be grateful to me and you kept that to yourself and didn't share it with others if you didn't play that gratitude forward what type of a person would you be selfish selfish and self-centered selfish and self-centered and greedy uh, one of my favorite philosophers mike by the trappist monk by the name of thomas merton who combined uh, who combined his Christianity with uh, Zen and Buddhism uh, often said that there were three uh, ills that could be, all the ills in the world could be traced to, to three things, and that's greed, lust, and self-love. Greed, lust, and self-love. And if you stand back and take another perspective, that truly is. So when we have greed, when we have lust, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual thing, uh, and self-love, then does that mean that we're grateful for what we have? No, no, because you're always looking for that next thing you got to get. So what's that keyword? Searching. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Searching yep. rather than participating. And Mike, when we participate in our life, aren't we on? Aren't we on our journey? And when we're on a journey, aren't we constantly experiencing new things? And in our own way, are we not searching? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my idea, my idea about this particular this particular podcast was more of a, a free association type of thing because of what I experienced with my with that little girl. Okay, having the gratitude about holding that hand. So my challenge to you is, and everyone out there, is to develop your own gratitude ratio. Your gratitude ratio. How is it during the day? Where's your ratio at? Where's where where are the scales? And remember, Mike, you make those scales yourself. It's your choice about those scales. So my challenge out there to everyone is to begin to develop, as they say in the 12-step world, perhaps an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. And that involves participating in your life. That involves that involves participation, which is what fishing without bait is all about, about living life without definitive expectations, experiencing every particular moment in your life. And we're going to be exploring this uh, subject of gratitude in our in our next few podcasts. So, Mike, I'd like to uh, wish you happy 13th podcast. And until then, I'll see you on the flip flop. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.